Hello and welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast, podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games, discussed by one certified Japanaholic. I am your host, Taylor Fry. And quickly, I will quickly mention this out. Uh, the past few weeks, uh, past few weeks, this episode's audio quality hasn't been the greatest, I'll admit that. Uh, this week onwards, I actually finally got myself a studio microphone. It cost me only 70 bucks. It's a studio tech, right? Pseudotech, sorry, pseudotech. Yeah, pseudotech microphone. I am trying to find I tried to find the logo. Um, sorry about that. But that it only cost me like 70 bucks, and I've tested it a couple times already, and it sounds a whole lot better than my other microphone. Um, so you'll hear a lot less popping noises, thankfully, because I got not one, but two pop filters on here. So the audio may be a little bit more muffled than before, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, but that's not the main topic of this this podcast episode um just a quick note okay last week i hinted that i was going to be doing another one of these anime discussions because it's been a long time since i did one in fact the 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 last time i did this was possibly the first episode of the series it, it's not the first episode if you're watching this from youtube but it's technically the first on spotify and everywhere else that has um, this podcast on it, but I reviewed Yuru Camp and I discussed for 40 minutes why I thought that that series was a 10 out of 10 in my book. Well, today I am going to be reviewing another anime series and I hinted at this one because I talked about it in my underrated anime series and then I was going to be talking about it. Well, today it's finally revealed. I am going to be discussing Kokoro Connect. One of my favorite anime series from Silverlink Studios. Now, quick warning here. I will be going over spoilers. I will spoil the entire thing. Okay? But this is for... Uh, this is for people who haven't seen the anime. I will discuss what the anime is, synopsis-wise. And, um, you know, go over a few characters. And then I will give off a warning when I'm going to start spoiling the entire show. So I will possibly go over the first like one, first like two episodes, maybe three. And you know, if you're interested in the series, you go listen, go watch it. Because oh my god, it's such a good series. Um. Okay. So I'll give off a warning when I'm going to start spoiling stuff. So you know, keep an eye on 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 that if you're wanting to watch the series. If you have already seen the series, then you could ignore this warning. So, Kokodo Connect came out in summer of 2012, so I assume everybody who's listening to this podcast episode has at least seen a couple things from this series, whether it be a few clips or the entire series itself, because this thing is old, okay? I mean, old in terms of anime shows, okay? Summer 2012, um, I'm trying to think of any other shows that came out during that time. I can't think of it off any of the top of my head. I'll do that later, I guess. So it was made by Silver, Silverlink Studios, and it had a total of 13 episodes with four extra episodes uh, that premiered in winter of that same... It's either winter or fall of that same uh, same year. Could be wrong. So, what is Kokodo Connect all about? Well, it is five, there are five members of this cultural research club. Uh, Tachi, Iroi Nagase, Himiko Inaba, uh, Yui Kiriyama, and... And Aoki. I named off the girls because, you know, they. The the names of um, Tachi and Aoki is. They're quite long names. Okay, so there's that. 
Um, but the reason why I always consider this one to be basically the Bunny Girl Senpai series of 2012 and upwards, um, before the Bunny Girl Senpai series started, you know, getting publicized, is because this one also deals with supernatural phenomena and romance. Awesome. Two of the greatest combinations on Earth, am I right, guys? Okay. So, this one here doesn't really focus too much on one specific character per arc. In fact, it does uh, each of the phenomenons that happen. Because there's four, yeah, four phenomenons um, in the in the series that I'll go over when I'm actually talking about the series. Uh, they all affect all five of these, all of these people, okay? And, um... It starts off harmless, and then the more you get into the series, the more harmful it gets. Especially the final four episodes of the of the series itself. Uh, technically, so that means there's 17 episodes. So, okay, there's that. Uh, this 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 series here. Okay, you will meet somebody really early on named Heartseed who is controlling uh these five students who are, you know, they were innocent high schoolers at first. And then once Heartseed was introduced and did all this sort of stuff, was game clear that they're not normal anymore. This show also does have a little bit of comedy to it, from what I've noticed. And it also just gives off a lot of, like, pro-wrestling references. Because in, even in the first, like, episode, you will find, uh, if you're a pro-wrestling fan, you'll find posters of The Undertaker in their, um, in the, in the research club's room. Oh my god, I laughed my ass off when I saw that, because I was like, that's the least, that's the last thing I expected to see from, um, from this show. And to anybody who's looking to get into this series, okay, before I start spoiling everything, because I'm going to keep it short and sweet with how I'm going to describe this before, you know, spoiling it, just know that it does have an ending, okay? With the last four episodes, they conclude this series, okay? Uh, the first 13 episodes um, are just like normal 13 episodes, but the final four episodes uh, conclude the entire series. So there's no season two in the works. Well, not now because of the fact that it's eight years later. But still, like I said, you know, if you're going into this, just know that you only have to watch 17 episodes for the entire series. And this was this was written, uh, or actually written, adapted from a light novel. Which had 13 volumes? 13, right? 11. 11 volumes. I was close. I was close. Um, so, yeah. That'll conclude all of the uh, non-spoilers. So, let's go ahead and let's start spoiling this episode, alright? Spoiler alert warning has been activated. And now, from here on out, spoiler alert. Let's get into the show. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to quickly start us off by saying I absolutely found this show to be one of my favorite shows out of the entire anime catalog that I've seen. Okay, one of my favorites, okay? Um, so, each of the characters I loved so much. Okay, Taichi was amazing, Aoki was awesome, okay, in terms of, like, the, the male characters. Female characters, I don't think anybody could top uh, Inaba in terms of best girl. I loved Nagase a lot, but I really loved Inaba more than I loved Nagase and Kiriyama was up there as well but if you watch the series you knew that Aoki and uh Kiriyama were going to get together there was no way that 
there was no way that Kiriyama was going to get with Taichi. Come on, who thought that? But so it it just it became a battle between Nagase and Inaba in terms of best girl, and I really love the airhead feel of or the airhead trope that Nagase had. But the whole soon is it a soon today? Was she really a soon today? Because hmm, I want to say she was because she didn't really care, like Inaba didn't really care for Taichi at first. And then you'll find out later at like episode 10 or 11, very, very near the end of the, the season, that she actually is in love with him. Oh my god, let me tell you. The moment that that came out, fist bumps were everywhere for me. Uh, air fist bumps, okay? Loved the hell out of the, the last four episodes of the the, t the television thing. I haven't gotten, I won't talk about the, the Michi, the Michi? Is it called Michi? Yeah, Michi Random series just quite yet. Uh, I'll get to that here just in a little bit. I'm mainly talking about the the 13 the 13 yeah 13 episodic television thing that happened in summer 2012 for right now. Um, so I want to go over each of the arcs real quick before I decide whether or not um, before I get to Michi Random, which the last arc I'll talk about because that one was in Michi Random. So um, the first arc I want to talk about. And this may not be in particular order because uh, it may not be. I, I don't know. But the first one, of course, will be the first arc that I want to talk about, which is the first arc of the show, which is the the personality swaps. In this arc, um, which you'll find early on, is um, somebody will switch with somebody personality-wise. And switch into their bodies. Okay, so Taichi will switch it to Inaba's body or something along the crazy lines of that. Um, personally, I really enjoyed this arc, but if I had to rank it for my top four, it would have to be second, um, maybe third in terms of arcs. Um, I don't know if I liked the last arc more than I liked. The first arc because they were kind of there there were some similarities between the first and the last arc for a moment for like if you kind of dig deep into it um but i can't, i don't know i want to say it's my second favorite i'm gonna say it's my second favorite arc out of the entire show um i that one to me i want to say is the most comedic uh arc because every all the other arcs make everything seem so unbelievably dramatic and stuff like that, um, and the first arc it's 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 taken more to the comedic side at like the first two episodes and then the last two episodes or the last few episodes that the arcs on which I think it may be the first four episodes, maybe five, um, oh it is five, yeah it is five five episodes yeah, um. They take it to the comedic light for the first two, and then in the final few episodes, uh-uh, uh-uh. It is not comedic anymore with switching bodies, I'm telling you that much. And the whole episode, was it the end of episode four? No, it was five. It's been a couple weeks since I've seen it, um, since I've seen the first few episodes. But that whole, the, the, the way they ended that arc, holy motherfucker demonetized word holy crap oh my god i don't i didn't expect any anything like that okay with nagase 
being controlled by Heartseed. And off the bridge she goes, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Did I think that she was actually going to die? Please don't make fun of me when I say this. Yes. <laughs> like, even though I saw it on the thumbnail that she, like, in, like, the next few episodes, thanks to freaking Crunchyroll, that she was fine. I was just like, oh, my God, there's still that chance. <laughs> there could be another arc and thinking time travel. I don't know. <laughs> but, yes, I will admit that I did shed a tear, too, at the end of episode five. I will admit that, and <laughs> I, I'm keeping trying to keep a straight face here. Uh, in doing this, that's why it's my second favorite. But speaking of second, the second arc, which was uh the desires, the unleashed desires arc, where at any given moment, Heartsea will control your body for like a split moment. Not really a split moment, but like, we'll control your body. Uh, and whatever you really want at that very moment. Whatever you really want something at that very moment. Your body just goes. And it just won't stop. It's like, it's kind of like Deku in My Hero Academia. When at the first part, he's all like, oh, I couldn't stop my body. I wanted to save them. My, my body would stop. I hate that series. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I just, I'm not interested in My Hero Academia. But going back on topic here. Um, this one, I didn't really find too entertaining, to be quite honest. Possibly it's my least favorite arc. I mean, it, it, there were some big moments in it, but at the same time, most of this stuff, like most of the stuff that happens in these arcs is like, it could be so unavoidable that it feels so forced at times. I'll talk about that near the actual end of the arc, uh, end of the, end of the series in Michi Random. Um, but continuing on with... Unleashed Desires arc. I really, I really didn't like this arc. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I was just like, it went on too long because the Unleashed Desires was pretty, pretty stupid. But it was, you know, I didn't hate it. Okay, it didn't make me want to drop the series. It was just like, well, you know, got your desires unleashed, even if they were bad. So. But the one thing I will say is the the hilarious way they introduced this arc, which was uh, Inaba undressing in front of Taichi, forcing herself onto him. Come on, that was good. As an Inaba best girl person, okay, come on, let's go, let's go. I was a huge fan of Inaba after the first like. After the first episode, okay, I like Nagase, and there was a close battle until like episode like five or whatever, where you know, you know, the kiss, the kiss, mm. Mm. <laughs> that was the seed planter, loved it. Oh my god. Okay, so to the third arc, which is the time reversal arc, I think that's what I'll call it, where each uh, one of the at a specific rate of time between. 12 o'clock to uh, 5 o'clock at first, uh, a, rate, a few rate of people will be um, thrown back a couple years into their past or they'll turn into like an 11-year-old or a 5-year-old or a 2-month-old or, you know, that sort of stuff. The only one that does not have this phenomenon happen to him personally is Tai Chi. Because it's not Heartseed who's actually controlling this one, but instead O2. 
or number two. I call him O2, but number two. Um, and you'll find out real quick that Taichi has to keep this one under wraps because if anybody, any of them find out, the phenomenon will just continue and continue and continue and get worse and worse. Okay. Which ultimately ends up happening because, you know, of course it does. But I found this one to be possibly my third favorite arc. I loved it a whole lot more because it was a, at first it was mainly because it was a refresher. It was like, oh, I dealt with like, like a, what felt like a hundred episodes of the Unleashed Desires arc, which is like another reason why I didn't really like the Unleashed Desires arc was because that felt way too long in my opinion. Like four episodes, it felt like six episodes went by of that arc and maybe seven. So that one went on a little too long and the time reversal one cuts deep. It cuts really deep. I'll talk more about that when I go over characters. Okay, because I want to go more in-depth about the characters later. But I'm just describing arcs right now. But this one cuts really deep in terms of, like, histories and character development. This one's probably the best one in terms of character development because you learn all the... You learn about characters' histories. Even though you already know a lot of it by now, you get to have, like, a taste of what they were like as a kid. Like Inaba, Nagase, uh, Kiriyama, and Aoki... And how all they, how all them were in the past, while as Taichi just, you know, is a witness to everything. And now we get on to my personal favorite arc. The, the, how, how should I name this? The, the Thought Hearer? Thought Hearers? Thoughts Hearer? I don't freaking know. But, <laughs> it possibly has a name and I just, I don't know. But, in this arc... You can hear one's thoughts at a random time. This one to me was the most interesting and most impressive arc. Not just because it was in Michi Random and it was the last arc, which ultimately ended up, you know, we have a winner, ding, 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 ring the bell. Okay. But it wasn't just that. It was also because of the, of the fact that this one just destroyed Nagase as a person, okay? And you, if you were a Nagase fan, you just felt horrible for her. And the only flaw that comes with this is the the ending of episode 3 in Michi Random to episode, the whole episode, mainly the whole episode of uh, Michi Random, episode 4. But at least half of it, half of it was, I didn't like that, Okay? Because I'm an Inaba person. Inaba girl. I don't... I didn't like that. At all. Okay. Ugh. But this one... In this... Uh, in the... In the... In the Michi randoms... Comes more and more clear... That... Uh... Inaba loves Taichi. And... Because of the... Because of the whole like... Thoughts and stuff like that... Inaba's thoughts... Got transferred over to Taichi at the very end. Where at that moment... Inaba just kept screaming Daisuke okay which is love I love you I love you I love you just kept on screaming it and screaming it she tried to deny it and then Taichi was like wanna go out and then the moment that Inaba the moment that Inaba nod her head yes ooh <laughs> ooh ooh let's go 
mm, I have the widest smile. Like, it is reliving this freaking anime was so amazing. Keep in mind, I watched the entire Michi Random series at 3 o'clock in the morning. So I was not tired, but I was not awake. But I still remember that entire thing. Um, that entire Michi Random series. Oh my god. Oh! <laughs> if anybody here is a Nagase or a Kiriyama fan, like, you know, best girl is one of those two girls. Listen, I understand you. I understand you, bro. <laughs> but listen, Inaba got the man. And Kiriyama also got, technically got the man, okay? It didn't really say that they started dating, but you obviously know that they were dating by the end of the series. Oh my god, it was so amazing how the Michi Random series ended. How the entire series ended, to be blunt. Man, oh man. It's like, okay, would you, before I get into the characters, would have been fine had you not watched the Michi Random series? If you went without the Michi Random series, would it still satisfy you? In my book, not really. Because they did kind of end it in a way that was like, oh yeah, we're still continuing this series. So, if you were like, I don't want to watch the Michi Random series, you know, I don't care about that. Well, you missed four great episodes, Okay. But I don't think I don't think I would have been satisfied had I not watched the Michi Random series, especially because I I knew the Michi Random series was going to end the series. So I was like, okay, well, if it's gonna end the series, I want to know how it ends. I'm not gonna start a series and then not find out how it ends. That's not that's not right. That's not right. So yeah, let's go into characters, shall we? I'm gonna go over each of the five characters. And I'll start with Taichi first, and I'll do Aoki next. I'll do the males first. So, Taichi. Okay. Now, keep in mind, I did listen to both the subbed and dubbed versions of this show. Um, I watched a few episodes of the dub. That's why, you know, I can safely say I kind of found uh, Greg Greg's voice in the English dub for Taichi to be just kind of like me. With how nasally it was. <laughs> and it was weird to hear that. It sounded more nasally than the than the subbed version. Which was weird. And I, I didn't. I, if I had to choose whether subbed or dubbed. I think I may for once go for dubbed. Because this actually has a pretty good dubbed. In terms of like the characters and stuff like that. But I still watched most of it in subbed. Okay. If I have to rewatch it, I rewatch it in dub. And let me tell you, that was the dub is good. Okay, so if you're a dub listener, or if you don't like dubs, still give it a shot. It's good dub, good dub. But Taichi was Taichi is the most sympathetic out of all the five of them, and he tries to help out every single one of them in every way possible. But it kind of backfires on him in in a few ways, and I really enjoyed his character a lot. Okay. And I understand that he, you know, was just a high schooler and he made a lot of mistakes. But, dude, he's the most sympathetic son of a gun I've ever seen in my entire life. And possibly one of my favorites, okay? But I really have to give Aoki the uh, the title for the best male. Because 
he was an amazing guy. All right, the f like he had his fun moments and he loved like, and he was one of those characters that got both like. Be oh, what's that character? From Nisekoi. Oh, I can't think off the top of my head. I just finished that series, by the way, not too long ago, and I just can't remember that uh, other male's name. Crap. I'll I'll think about that probably next week. Probably. Anyway. Um, I really found Aoki's um personality personality to be like really good. Okay, even if he does have his own pathetic side, okay, I love that so much about him because he had you know he was he's an an idiot in one way, but he was super like caring in another way, and it just in my eyes that that made that made him a little bit better than Taichi. But it was a tough, tough cookie to try and get that one between those two. It's not so much for the the girl care, the girl cast, but I will go with because I haven't talked about her much already. Kiriyama. Um, while I did know that she was not gonna win, obviously because Aoki already claimed that uh, he was hers, and you know they weren't officially dating at at the end of the series, but you knew they were going to. Okay, unless a massive ass swerve happened at Michi Rita, which it didn't. Okay. But she does have she she had a few boys at the beginning and then after a kick to the freaking nuts. Ow. I felt that by the way, when uh Kiriyama got kicked in the balls because of the because of the physical body swap. That hurt. That hurt. Ow. Okay. It's two D animation. But I still felt that as a person. I hate that. And because of that, Kiriyama's fear of males slowly disintegrated. And near the end of the uh, time reversal arc, you get to see a nice little hug between her and Aoki, which was amazing. So, what do I think about her in terms of, like, seiyu-wise? I mean, English, du English dub, she was okay, not the greatest, but I, I still found her amazing compared to other dubs that I've seen. And her Japanese counterpart was just as good. Okay. Um, and I do recommend... Do I recommend subbed or dubbed version of Kiriyama? Possibly dubbed. Possibly dubbed. But that's just me. Um, There were a lot of other girl characters that I could talk about too. Um, And I'll talk about Heart Heartseed later too. Oh, God. Oh, man. Heartseed was something. Let me flip and tell you about Heartseed. Actually, that is somebody who I didn't forgot to mention. Because I was mainly talking about the... I was mainly thinking about only the the five main characters. Sorry, I forgot to talk about Heartseed. I mean, Heartseed controls a lot of characters. Like Mr. Go, for example, who was, you know, a nice teacher. And, you know, just a teacher. Uh, but Heartseed, let me tell you. He didn't mean no physical harm, right? Well, well, yeah. Watch episode five and tell me that again, please. Tell me that again. Eh, fucking hell. Um, Heartseed is just the devil. I didn't, he was not, he's not like a very, very bad villain or a very, very good villain in the aspect of like he's, you know, he will take over the world and stuff like that, like in other supernatural 
kind of anime shows that haven't have a villain controlling everything but he was still that kind of person that was just like oh i'm gonna screw with you your five lives can i speak english please i'm gonna screw with the five of you the five of you for the rest of my life and stuff like that and turns out that you know just just a couple of years of high school but continuing on it was just like god that was that was horrifying for those five i would not really want to be in that position at all if i was any of those five um especially during the the last arc where um you know you could hear somebody's thoughts and stuff like that which i didn't really say this much in the arcs but i'll quickly mention this off right now when I first heard about this arc, the only thing I could think of was Randy Orton's theme song in my head, voices by Ref Theory. Let me tell you. That's all I could think of. Because you could hear a random ass voice in your head giving you just a random thought. Okay, at any mo moment in the day, you will get a random thought from somebody. And, you know, it was always a bad thought. Or always like something that talked down on somebody. But... I always thought of this arc and it's like, what if they just thought the most randomest of things and it gets transferred or it gets transmitted to somebody at random? Can you just think of that? Like, think about all the random, like, things that you could possibly think of and have one of those random things get transmitted to somebody random or all five of them at the same time. You know, you could be thinking about, like, dinner or you could think about another person or whatever in that way. 18 plus way and it gets at one moment randomly trans transmitted to everybody and it's just like wait what you heard that oh sorry i was just you know it was just a stupid thought in my mind sorry like in a way they could have made this instead of it being like in a way they could have at least had a few moments to where it was hilarious but that entire arc was all serious transmissions there was Maybe a few, but I maybe counted like maybe two, like hilarious thoughts, if any. Okay, so I feel like that's the only flaw about the the thoughts arc as well as you know the the episode wise. But like, come on, it could have been a whole like in a way you could have improved the comedy side of the show by doing that. But I I'm not gonna say it brought down the series because if it's supposed to be a drama-ish series like the Bunny Girl Senpai series then you know what maybe comedy's probably not going to be focused too much on that but just think about that if you ever had that kind of arc happen to you in real life it's like any moment in time you'll hear a random voice in your head which would scare me at any moment in time I would just be like sitting at my desk writing something on the piece of paper and I just get a random thought in my head I just I could hear it as loud as as loud as somebody talking into a microphone like two feet away from a microphone i'm describing what i'm doing right now but it's like i'm writing my stuff down and i just hear a random thought dude i would scare the shit out of me <laughs> it'd be like a horror movie it's just like hi right, how are you doing ah! <laughs> or it's like a random thought coming into your head it's just like it's like it could be like so out of context too it could just be writing like math and stuff like that and then a random thought about um like somebody from across the classroom just thinking about or somebody just like thinking about uh like science or whatever that could just screw up a person's men mentality if that ever happened in real life so yeah think about that folks but continuing on with heartseed talking about characters actually i 
I didn't really... Heartseed is not the most villainous villain to have ever had to have ever be a villain, but he's still a villain nonetheless. And you know, I, I expected him to do a whole lot worse in a way, but I'm thanked. I'm like thankful that he didn't do much worse than episode five. Okay. Um. So I talked about Heartseed, Kiriyama, Nagase. She. She re she really reminded me of Yui from K-On at first. And then once everything just started happening with the arcs and stuff like that, it became more and more clear that she was just doing it because she wanted to... She was, like, putting on a mask or something. She was trying to find her, like, her normal self or whatever. But, you know, if you know her backstory, you know it. It's a terrible backstory. And Mitchie Random shows that as well in the final four episodes where she just... She completely loses her happy side of things and just goes into a complete, like, an utter bitch, in a way. <laughs> oh, great. I have to tick the explicit box. I think I already had to do that once, if not twice already. But it, she just had a terrible backstory. Like, not terrible, like, as in writing-wise, but she just, oh, man. It felt really bad for her. And... You kind of, in Michi Random, you also feel this with Inaba because when those two were talking to to each other about, like, their issues and stuff like that, Nagase was like, you know, Inaba, you try to get me and Taichi together, and then all of a sudden, you come out out of the blue and just say that you love him and you're trying to go for him now, and, you know, how does that make me feel as a person? It's like... You like at first it was like I kind of saw this coming, but at the same time, Nagase did say that she wasn't going to let it get to her at first. Okay, if you remember, I think it was like episode nine or episode ten where we find out that Inaba loves Taichi. That Nagase said that she wasn't going to let it get to them. Okay, they'll just gotta battle it out, but. And then everything happens with Michi Random. It's like, yeah, even that moment was she was putting on her, like, mask or whatever, doing her fake self. She, you know, the entire time wanted Taichi, but, man, I feel, I feel really bad for Nagase because she was a good character, but she just had a very, she just had, like, very sad moments and stuff like that, and... I mean, during the time tri time reversal arc, um, you know, when she was like, I don't know, like 14 years old, 11 to 14 years old, I can't remember which one it was, that she was like very mature and very responsible and stuff like that. And, you know, it was all because of her step stepdad or whatever that that man was that entered the, the, the violent, the violent person that she talks about a lot. Oh, man. She has quite the deep, uh, quite the deep backstory. And only a fool would not feel bad about her uh, backstory and stuff like that. Um, well, I'm going to finally talk about my girl, Inaba. <laughs> Best girl of the entire series. And if I had to put it on her tier list, probably like, probably B. Or at least A. I'd say A. I'm not going to give her like an S or, any, or anything higher than an S because she was a Sudade 
and at like the first like you know in a way i kind of felt like she was going to work up the fe- work up her feelings and stuff like that towards uh tai chi near the end and i was rooting for her the entire way not gonna lie especially at the end of episode four wink wink man oh man I loved this character so much and she has she was she was such of a overthinker at times like even during like the first arc she was extremely terrified of what was going to happen with you know people switching bodies and stuff like that couldn't blame her at times but um during like many of the other arcs just like all the arcs in general she was an overthinker and she would stress herself out and you know she just didn't really want to like hurt you you'll find it sound like episode 9 or 10 like i said before when you know she finds out that you know when nagase finds out that inaba loves teichi that the only reason why she doesn't want to go for him it why inaba doesn't want to go for taichi is because she just doesn't want the status quo or the whatever of the five of them to break into millions of pieces due to relationships and stuff like that she just wants to stay friends she just wants to have all five of them just not you know be broken up because of a relationship or whatever and you felt bad for her of course like every single arc you feel bad for all the characters at some point uh including taichi um but Inaba, let me tell you, Amichi, the Michi Random series, while like two episodes were focused on Nagase, the other two were mainly also focused on Inaba, especially the last two. And the the final scene, like the final few scenes of um, Michi Random, where you could see Taichi and Inaba at like a, um, oh, what the hell was it? It was like a cafe. Um, oh my god, it was so amazing. And I loved the hell out of those last few scenes. And I just couldn't tell you how happy I was. Like, the, the smile on my face went farther than ear to ear. It went, for, it wrapped around my entire head and, like, did an entire lap around to the point where my entire, my, my entire face had a circle around where my mouth should be because I was smiling that much. Well, that was the biggest smile I've ever had in my entire life. See, I'm a sucker for relationships, but when best girl wins the relationships, it's the biggest win out of everything you could ever win. In that aspect, I guess. I, like, okay. Other relationship shows that I've seen, like Nisekoi and As the Girlfriend, <laughs> Minor Girl Senpai, all those kind of things. Ranking the Kokoro Connect series out of a lot of the romance shows that I've seen is difficult. Like, I mean very difficult because I can't really put it um, in one spot and not think of putting it into a different spot. Okay, because it's easily in my top five because of the fact that character development is incredible. Character development goes from like nothing and thanks to these... I hate my microphone, goddammit. To these arcs, just spikes to like at least like an eight or whatever. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm at this point right now where I'm going to start scoring the entire series. What I think of the score, what I think of the show, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to rank this, um, this show off of a couple categories. I want to say five, but I could be maybe four animation characters, you know, basically character developments. Okay. 
Oh, actually, hold on. Let me separate characters and character development because maybe just character for like personality wise, you know, um, story. I'm trying to think of anything else. Maybe like OST, you know, music, just something basic. We'll go for five. Yeah. Animation wise, it's a Silver Link Studio freaking show. It's going to be incredible. Now, Silver Link does have a few flops here and there. Kokoro Connect is one of their best. One of the best. Um, I give it, I give animation a 7 out of 10. It's not the best, but I will not say it's the worst. I'll give it a 7 out of 10, okay? So, characters, in terms of personality, you know, you got the mix of everything. You got the serious kind, you got the airhead kind, you got the dramatic one, you got the stress, you got the, 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 the uh, athletic one. That's what I was thinking. So, you know, a mix of everything, but they do also mix up their personalities quite a bit, not just because of the whole personal, personality switch arc. Not because of that, just because of that. So, and because of the characters and the personalities, and all that. I want to see characters will get... I say the characters get an 8. Okay. Um, in terms of character development. Like how well of the how well the characters were developed in the series. Man oh man. That, will, that one will get a 10 out of 10. Because you can't beat that kind of development. Where every single person. You know. You, you learn the backstory of every single person. You learn the flaws of every single person. And you learn how... The, char the other characters adapt to that. Amazing. Amazing character development. In terms of story. Uh, the story was just. Another rom. Like another one of those rom. Rom-com. Yeah, kind of a rom-com. But it was like a harem at, at some points as well. Because there were three girls that had a chance to get with the. To get with two guys. One of them was not going to win. And unfortunately that was not going to say. But. For it to not really focus too much on romance and mainly focusing on just trying to survive the the crazy stuff that's happening in their lives, I am probably gonna give story a seven. Not gonna say much about that. I mean, it's 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 a good story, nonetheless. Pretty deep at in many cases. But still a seven. It's still good nonetheless. Now, music wise, like OST wise, like openings and endings and background music. I don't know why I wanna rank these in a show, but I think usually if it has a good OST, or at least a decent OST, it helps out the anime quite a bit. This one had the most 2012 openings, the most 2012 endings. Just, you know, it wasn't anything special. I mean, to be honest, not a whole lot of animes back then had many memorable openings and endings. I'm, you know, obviously, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, excluding. A couple like memorable shows of course but you know for like many of the shows that are like underrated people don't really talk about them too much I when I watch them it's like there's sub shows that just you know whether they flop because of story developments or whatever I sometimes point to this music to the openings if I'm not hyped after the openings and if I'm not jamming out to any of the ending songs then it's not a good show I'm kidding I'm kidding when I say that but OST wise, uh, give it a six. Wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but it was still a still good good show nonetheless. So 
If I average out those five scores, I get a 7.6 out of 10, which is definitely what I give the series. Definitely a good series if you are wanting some supernatural romance, kind of like in a way if you... I've said this before. If you enjoy the Buddy Girl Senpai series, okay? If you really enjoy that series for the supernatural romance side of things and not just like the openings and, you know, the animation, you will adore the hell out of Coconut Connect because... Eat, like the characters all just you know personality wise you know if they just fit so well okay and there's some comedy sprinkled in there just like in Bunny Girl Senpai so you know don't think you can not find much comedy there's a good chunk of comedy but since it is a drama it's not I don't think it's as much as the Buddy Girl Semi Series. I mean, the main male protagonist is not as a, you know, is not as much of a thug <laughs> as much as Daichi or Aoki, but still, nonetheless, probably one of my absolute favorite romance series. Top five best romance, at least top five. Let's play top three. So I think I'm going to wrap it up there with anime discussions with Kokoro Connect. Um, I'm hoping that this microphone at least sounds a whole lot better because uh, I bought this not too long ago and I was just waiting for it to come to my doorstep. I wanted to wait to record this episode until I got this new microphone. So, and let me also say that I, not only this, I wanted to wait to finish this the series until I had a brand new Xbox Power Brick because I was watching Kokoro Connect, uh, and then when I went over to switch to YouTube, my Power Brick oh I don't know what the hell happened. The first time like I had I've had three Power Bricks for my Xbox. I've had one that overheated, unfortunately. I've had and then when I got the new one. It made a weird loud noise and then the light turned red. So I don't know if that overheated or if something just mechanically broke inside that thing. Either way, I had to buy a new one and that one just shipped to my house like not too long ago. So, but I still ended up finishing Kokoro Connect at my mom's place because she had a Roku TV. Because I don't watch animes on my computer as much or my, I don't, I never watch it on my phone unless I have like nothing else to watch it on. I'm in the mood for watching the show. So... I only watch it on like TVs from like my Xbox or my computer screen at the very, very few times that I do. So yeah, this one was a bit of a struggle to get this episode recorded um, at times. So <laughs> thankfully, I'm finally finished with this, uh, with this one. And I will probably do more anime discussions, possibly like once every other month, if not once a month. And I originally wanted to do a vodcast for this episode, but I, with how scarce I am with time right now, I won't have enough time to edit this. I wouldn't have enough time to be able, I wouldn't be able to do it. So I do want to start implementing vodcast every once in a while. Cause I know a lot of people would probably enjoy watching vodcast like videos and stuff like that on my YouTube channel with it. So I could potentially do that soon, but that's difficult. Uh, to do when I kind of want to put on like some like B-roll, not really B-roll, but like some pictures and stuff on the background in case anybody wants to actually watch the, the thing. But I don't know. I'm not much of a podcaster in the way. I'm just a podcaster. So uh, I do appreciate the support for this podcast though. Okay. It started to grow a little bit more and more by the day and I'm happy about that. Okay. 2020 has been quite the year 
And I know that this podcast will only grow in terms of like audience and stuff like that as the year goes on, hopefully. Um, if you're listening to this part of the podcast right now, just please well, like share this out if you could possibly do so. Like, you know, if you're, you know, just get some people. If you have people who are interested in listening to podcasts about anime or Japan, you know, send them this. Send them this episode or send them another episode like the the How to Learn Japanese video, which was last week's uh, episode. Uh, next week, I'll be doing more anime news topics. So that'll be freaking awesome because I haven't done an anime news thing in quite some time. And there's some quite a bit of news that I want to talk about in terms of not only Japan, but uh, anime. So anyways, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Japanholic Podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube and you enjoy the anime discussions... Uh, go ahead and leave some suggestions for animes that I could discuss if I have it or if I have seen the series or if I'm just close to finishing the series, I'll probably end up doing it in next month's episode. I'll probably do once a month starting this month, at least in the middle of the month. So not really middle of the month, but you get what I'm saying. Thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode and I'll see you next Wednesday, 1030 in the morning, Eastern Daylight Savings Time. For another episode of the Japanaholic Podcast. My name is Taylor Fry, the Certified Japanaholic, signing off. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.